If a child is the product of a rape, should the rapist have any custody rights to the child? This man thinks so. This is Louisiana Judge Jeffrey Cash, who recently gave a rapist full custody of his 16-year-old daughter. Join us as we examine what happened in this case and why in the wake of Roe v. Wade potentially being overturned. Is this the new normal? everybody and welcome to true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters this is katie weaver and i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going you know it's going well it's going very well um good i'm just excited we have some fun plans for this weekend and it is the weekend and yeah that's when we're recording this and (laughs) i'm just excited to go have some fun yeah, that's awesome. Me too, for sure. We're going to head to the mountains. Badly needed. Yeah, yeah. I know. I kind of wish we were too, but I know. we're going to do some other fun stuff. So, Yeah, good stuff happening. It's feeling like summer and summer fun and summer activities finally. It is, and man, I'm excited. Out. I am yeah. ready. Me too. Well, this is our Monday episode. Of course, we're recording it on Friday, but it's for Monday, so we'll call it Monday. Yes, we will. <laughs> We are, uh, yeah, we're excited to be here and kick off a whole nother week of, do we call it crime and punishment? Crime and bullshit? Crime mm-hmm. and what the hell? All yeah. Of I think all of it. Yeah. Pretty much all of the above, yes. Yes. Well, Christy, I am going to turn the mic over to you. You're going to kick us off with some WTF news. Right. WTF. Has true crime taught serial killers nothing? I mean, <laughs> really? Or everything. I don't know. Or, every, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, okay. So, this dude, I cannot say his first name. He's from Nigeria. And I'm just going to say his last name, Enwobodo. And I'm going to call him that. He okay. is from Nigeria. He lives in Houston, Texas. Okay. And he is currently wanted by the police because he's been charged with murder and tampering with evidence uh, in relation to the disappearance of Felicia Felicia Johnson. Okay. Unfortunately, is a woman he met on Snapchat, unfortunately, for Felicia. Oh, gosh. So it was some kind of sex work meetup where he was supposed to pay her $500. And, well, he brought a power saw, some towels, and a trash bag. Oh, dear. Uh, right after. Oh, God. Met, and, and mm-hmm. she disappeared. Okay. Here's where, if it can get any insaner, it does. And that is that uh, this guy Googled the following phrases. How to be a serial killer. How to get away with murder. Oh. Bleach, destroy DNA. And most forested part of Houston. 
Oh, my God. Yeah. So, in May, he was arrested because police found a gun, gloves, a large kitchen knife, and a shovel in his car. That was in May. Um, he was released and, of course, is now on the run. So, Oh, for God's sake. He basically laid out their entire case for them uh-huh. in his freaking Google searches, including forested areas around Houston. Yeah. So, fingers crossed that Enwaboto gets caught. Yeah. Quickly, and that Felisa Johnson's body is found. Uh-huh. But apparently, um, he's not that smart of a, cr- a criminal. So I think they're going to find him pretty quick. I would imagine. So, but I, I've but, always um... kind of worried. Like, is true crime making serial killer? Because he's suspected as being a serial killer, right? Um. Or a baby serial killer, yeah. Yes. And I've always worried, does true crime teach them too much? Right. Clearly, no. Clearly not in this case. I guess not. So In his or Nancy Brophy's, so there you go. Right. We've seen a few of these lately. So, anyway, I'll uh, update that as it comes along if, you know, when they find him and stuff. But they pretty much have a slam dunk case against him with all the physical evidence and now those really stupid Google searches. Oh, my God. Well, that is something. Yeah. That is absolutely something. It is something. I'm All I knew to call it was WTF. So Yeah, I, I think WTF definitely applies. Yes, it does. All right, Katie, I'm going to kick it over to you for the main case. Okay. All right. This case is astonishing, infuriating, uh, has to be heard has to be heard because we have all these new precedents that are trying to be set or I don't know if they're new but precedents and we need to understand a lot of stuff but this case really came up for me as something that we needed to talk about mm-hmm. so I'm gonna back up a little bit so this is Krista Abelseth okay. and Krista was raped when she was 16 years old when Krista was 16, she was at a bar restaurant type facility with a friend, with a couple of friends, and the DD friend left and left some girls here that uh, had been drinking and needed a ride home. Well, she happened to meet this guy. Oh, boy. Who is 30 years old. And his name is John Barnes. He was 30 at the time. And he offered her a ride home. And she felt safe enough with him and went ahead and took that ride. Much to her detriment. Because rather than take her home, she alleges that he took her to his home and raped her on the couch in his living room. Well, Krista was 16. And she was scared. And she was out drinking something she wasn't supposed to be doing and didn't know what to do and didn't report the rape. And then after a time discovered she was pregnant. Well, she thought because she was 16 and 16 year olds are still idiots, you know, and don't know. And Mm -hmm. she was too afraid to tell anybody. She thought that if you didn't report the rape when it happened, that you couldn't. Oh. So 
I'm assuming she probably got some bad advice from dumb friends because at 16, probably, that's what happened. Because kids aren't going to know necessarily. No, mm. and she was trying to protect herself and mm. got pregnant and just told people around her it was the, uh, just took her medicine and gave birth to this child and started raising her at 16. Mm-hmm. Well, when she was 22, she ran into this man and he realized that she had a child. And he insisted on a DNA test. So that's when the, the child was five. And the DNA test proved that, indeed, this is his child. How old was the man? He was 30. When he assaulted her? hmm So, I mean, he just proved rape. Yes. He just proved statutory rape by proving the, the parentage of that child. So then in 2015, Krista filed for, she, she went to a trauma counselor to finally deal with her trauma over the rape. Mm-hmm. And the trauma counselor told her that you have 30 years in Louisiana from the time you turn 18 to report a rape. So she did. She went down to the police department and she filed it. And she never heard back. No one contacted her. No one followed up. Not a detective. Not a lackey. Nothing. No one followed up. In the meantime, John decides he'd like to be a father. Oh, for God's sake. So he sues her for 50-50 custody. And he receives it. (laughs) So... She can't get the police to investigate the rape, which is an open and shut case. Because in Louisiana, anything under 17 is a statutory rape. Right. And she has his child. I mean, there's no question whatsoever. So it wouldn't matter if this was a consensual uh, encounter or if it wasn't. It was rape regardless. Right. Now she says it was not a consensual encounter. That she's been terrified of this man all of these years. It just doesn't even matter. No, it doesn't. By law, he committed rape against her. And Uh, he went ahead and proved it when he demanded a paternity test. Right. But he's been threatening her that he is well-connected and he knows people. And if she doesn't watch her step, he'll just take custody from her entirely. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abuser much. Well, unfortunately, that's true. He does know people, and he is connected. He owns a business that uh, is a marketing firm of some sort. Mm-hmm. And he that business lists on his website the police department as one of his clients. Oh, it's Gumbo uh, Digital Branding. It's a web company. And he lists the police department as his client and told her and has told her repeatedly. Now, from 2015 to now, she has had to see his face and let him take her child, even though she knows he's a sex offender. Right. By law. And they've had multiple skirmishes in court and it's been ugly. 
I can only imagine how excruciating this entire thing has been for her mm -hmm. and her child. My God, this poor right. kid having to go with her rapist of a father to spend time with him. So 2022 rolls around and at 16, she bought their daughter a cell phone. She bought her daughter a cell phone, mm -hmm. which at 16 Everyone has a cell phone. It would be weird if she didn't have one. Well, that was enough for old John to decide that she wasn't fit to have custody of this child anymore. What? So he took her back to court and sued her for full custody and got it. Oh, my God. So she has now had to turn this girl over to him completely and is being ordered to pay him child support. Did he ever pay her child support? Unclear. Unclear. I have been unable to find anything that says that he did. I'm going to bet you dollars to donuts he didn't. But oh now, suddenly, God. for the next two years until she turns 18, she's expected to pay child support to her to rapist. her rapist. My God, can this be appealed? Yes. And they're working on it. <laughs> She's remarried. Who she is has this judge. Holy I'll tell you. shit. I'm gonna tell you about him. Uh, but she is remarried, has a child, has a good stable life. Like there's no reason why she shouldn't have custody of her child at all. Mm -hmm. But my God, how dare she give her daughter a cell phone? But how how could they award her? Something is so dirty here because mm -hmm. giving your 16 year old child a cell phone is not a reason to be deemed unfit like yeah. what the fuck is going yeah. on she has been screaming to high heaven for help and support and for someone to listen to her because clearly we have a dirty police department right. as well as maybe a dirty judge and a really effed up situation so she has gotten some help she has a couple of uh, organizations that have stepped in to help her Good. the who have finally forced some things to happen. So it's just so astonishing. The police department has now finally said, because this finally hit the media, it actually hit the international media first. Really? Uh, mm -hmm. And the international community got up in arms about it. And so finally local media and other media sources started picking it up. So the sheriff has finally said, ah, we messed up. So, yeah, we messed up. We dropped the ball. Gosh, guys, we dropped the ball. Fuck directly off with that. Holy Here's the statement hell. from the sheriff. I think it's worth hearing because the amount of uh, bullshit and gaslighting here is pretty rich. So, Sheriff Daniel Edwards reports that as of June 15th, 2022, the case involving allegations against 46-year-old John Barnes which has gained widespread media attention, thank God, has been turned over to the district attorney's office. The decision was made after the investigation revealed many layers and complexities surrounding the case, including statutory violations that were in effect during the 2005 timeframe of when the incident occurred. Due to the sensitive nature of cases involving sexual assault victims and juveniles, 
the sheriff's office, along with other law enforcement agencies, does not have the luxury of releasing detailed information to the public. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. well, you would have to have done fuck anything yeah. to even have details to release. My In a God. statement released yesterday, 21st Judicial Family Court Judge Jeff Cash signed a reasons for judgment, which allows court documents related to this case to be made available to the public through the clerk's court, court clerk's office. In tracing this case back to the time the initial complaint was filed on June 1st or July 1st, 2015, it was discovered that the report never made it through the proper channels within the department to be assigned for investigation weird i wonder who did that i i'm sure it was just a total accident <clears throat> oh well therefore our department absolutely dropped the ball and we simply must own our mistake <laughs> sorry guys we screwed up this no is a mistake deal. we're just destroying lives right and left well, and this statement here this is a mistake however that simply has never been a problem before or since and we must make sure to keep it that way. A uh, sheriff, that tells you that somebody did this on purpose, stupid. Or right. you did. Yeah. Yeah. Or we do this shit all the time and we just got mm -hmm. busted this time because that's much yeah. more likely to be true. So we're here to assure you this has never happened again. And it never happened before this. Never, 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 never. Uh-huh. Sure. This is why women don't report their rapes. Right. The sheriff's office has reviewed and identified the breakdown in operations relating to the initial complaint filed by the complainant. Since that time, enhancements to department procedures have been implemented and measures put in place to ensure reports from the public never go overlooked or mishandled, especially those cases alleging criminal acts against our youth, says Edwards. Uh-huh. The sheriff's office is dedicated to protecting children and will do everything possible to protect the youth of our community from abuse and neglect. How about rape? Yeah. How about, how about rape? that? How about uh, fuck all that and your ass not covered? Mm -hmm. Additionally, it's important to note that the complainant did not follow up on this matter until April of 2022. Oh, it's her fault. Oh, it's her fault. It's her fault. She reports a rape and the police never get back to her and treat her like she's invisible and they don't give a shit. And that's her fault. Mm -hmm. Oh, fuck. All the way off with this. Oh, my God. That's also just their word. Right. And do we believe their word? Why the hell would we? Right. Why? Absolutely no reason to believe them. Upon receiving notice, a team of investigators. Uh-huh were assigned to and worked diligently to delve deep into the facts surrounding this case. You mean the fact that she was 16 and he was 30? Yeah. That's the only like, fact you need. Why don't you just look at their driver's licenses and that kid's birth certificate? Boom. Guilty. Due to the complex nature of their findings. I don't find this complex. all complex, bro. No, not at all. The case was turned over to the district attorney's office to decide if charges should be filed. For God's sake. Yeah. So when were those turned over? Like yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Because we need well, to Well, like on June 15th. Time. On June 15th. Yeah, okay. it just happened. 
So, so you'd be keeping a close eye on that district attorney's office because they better not fuck this up too. Right. That poor girl. My God. And in the meantime, she's living with her mother's rapist mm-hmm. who was so mad about her having a cell phone at 16 yeah. that he sued her mother for custody. Can you imagine I'm what just he sure is she's like? Safe. Yeah. I'm just sure oh, she's safe. God. I mean, gosh, why wouldn't she be? She's obviously not allowed to have a cell phone. Right. So she probably can't contact her mother or anyone else if she needs it. Now, what was the whole story about the cell phone? We don't know because this is family court and it is closed and we don't have those documents and we won't have those documents. But honestly, at this point, does it even matter? No, it doesn't. So it raises the bigger question with the possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned and the privacy of women just going completely out the window in every way. Are we just going to see more of this? Are men going to be allowed to sexually assault women and then them or their families be allowed to sue for custody of the children that they create? No. Is this the norm? Is this going to be okay here in the United States of America? That's the question. No. We cannot tolerate this. Absolutely not. So the judge... I'll tell you a little bit about the judge, Judge Jeffrey Cash. He has been a judge for about seven years, and he is loudly pro-life and has been seen attending pro-life rallies and apparently thinks this shit is just straight up okay. Yeah, not real pro-life for the 16-year-old child, however. Mm -hmm. Either 16-year-old child involved in this. Yep. My God. Yep. It's just, it's so beyond disgusting. He shouldn't be a judge anymore. Uh, no. But luckily now, <clears throat> because of some press making some noise, finally, the rape is going to be investigated. I'm holding a lot of faith in the uh, prosecutor's office that they do charge him because they really don't have a choice at this point. How could they not? What could they possibly say was their reasoning for not? I mean, just their ages alone. That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who wants to argue that this was like consensual. Well, it it wasn't. Legally couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Legally couldn't be. She doesn't even have to prove that she was raped. Mm-mm. She has proof she had sex with a 30-year-old 30 30 man when, he was, when she was 16. I mean, she doesn't even... It also and I don't mean to invalidate her, but she doesn't even have to prove that. No, she doesn't. It also doesn't matter how long it took her to report the rape. Nope. It does not matter that she did that when she the custody issue was raised. None of that matters. No. None of it. No, it doesn't. This man has no right to this child whatsoever and should be in prison. Well, he shouldn't have any right to this child and he should be in prison. And here's the thing. This is a kind of precedent-setting case. Yes, it is. So we have to pay attention to stuff like this. We have to know what's happening. And we have to be able to, A, support victims, and B, put pressure where pressure is due. Yeah. So I'm going to put a link in this chat or in this uh, show file to uh, information about the judge and a way to contact him if you'd like to send him an email and let him know what you think of all of this. 
uh, you are more than welcome also to reach out to the prosecutor's office. The information will also be in the show file to urge them to bring charges and to bring help bring some kind of emergency relief to this situation because it is desperately needed right now. Yeah. Like this child should be returned to her mother immediately until this is figured out. Yeah. She shouldn't have to wait for this guy to be tried and all that shit. No. 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 So that's it. That's what we know. There is also a couple of funds for Crystal to help her with her legal fees. Because you can imagine, you know, this is costing her a fortune. So Save uh, Save Life 35 is collecting donations for her. And I will put a link in the uh, show description for that as well. So if you want to take action on this case, there are several ways to do it. And if nothing else, keep this one on your radar and pay attention to it. We have to stay on top of this shit. Absolutely. This is terrifying. Yes. Terrifying for women. And children. And children. My God. Ugh. Yet another giant step back. Yeah. We cannot tolerate this. And if you live in this community, dude, get on the phone. Mm-hmm. Get loud. It's going to take that. It's going to take completely humiliating. Every- if you're a voter that votes in judges and prosecutors in this mm-hmm. town, ta- in this county. Yeah. yeah. Please use that leverage. Absolutely. Yep. All righty. Well, there you have it. I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for a true crime update. Yes. So we do have a little bit of good news. And I always like to share good news in the true crime world. So just a couple of, well, not not a couple of days ago, in, in April... Um, A man named Shareem Hall has pled guilty to second-degree murder in the 2016 shooter of Daniqua Didi Dodds. Let me show you Didi. Didi is a trans woman who was murdered in during a robbery. And why is her picture not in here? Uh Uh-oh. Hang on a second. I'm going to find you a picture of Didi. Oh, it's right here. Hell. Um, this is Dee Dee. Oh, and Dee Dee was murdered during a robbery in 2016. There were three men involved, and no, two men. Oh, it was two brothers. Yeah, they had kind of been on a spree, unfortunately, of robbing people. And in this case, they did shoot and kill Didi. So Shareem, who is now 28, and his younger brother, Sahim Hall, have both pled guilty to second-degree murder in her death. Um, So there was a mistrial in this case. that There was a deadlocked jury. Um, there There are two other men besides these brothers and they um, agreed to plea deals and they have been given eight year prison terms. Doesn't seem like nearly enough. No. Um, The Hall brothers are not likely to get much more, unfortunately, but um, at least 
they're this is over. This has been going on for Dee's family, yeah, for six years, and oh, it's just God. a lot. Yeah. The judge said, "I'm willing to give you some break because I think you were of assistance to the government, but the shooting death of Ms. Dodds was one of the most senseless acts I've unfortunately been exposed to." Wow. Yeah. So the Hall brothers and their two accomplices, who are Jolanta Little and Monty Johnson, uh, were basically prowling around in uh, D.C. Three of them were armed with guns. They were in a car. um, This was on July 4th of 2016. And they were looking for people to rob. They Mm -hmm. robbed seven people that night. When they tried to rob Dee Dee, she fought back. And when they pointed a gun at her, she gra- tried to grab the pistol and was shot and killed. Oh. So it's a terrible loss. And, yeah. you know, the, the murders of trans individuals often don't get the kind of attention that they should get and don't yeah. get convictions. And so the fact that Dee Dee's murder actually will all four men involved will be convicted and mm-hmm. or have been convicted and are uh, the other two are about to be sentenced it's something yeah it's sad as hell yeah it is. just be driving around looking for people to rob and then just kill one of them i mean what yeah. kind of senseless bullshit is that but no. i do think it's good news in the sense that the courts did follow through on this mm-hmm. one and they but did we shouldn't have to be surprised about no. and celebrate, except for that trans black women are one of the most vulnerable populations in this country. Yeah, and they surely are. Their yeah. murders constantly go unsolved, unsolved, uncared about at all. Yeah. And so it is it is, I think, a positive to see all four men go to prison. Definitely. Or what they did. It's something. So mm-hmm. I, I did count it in the good news bucket. We'll take it. Yeah. Huh. Well, there you have it. This has been our Monday case. We're going to be back on Tuesday with a new episode. We'll be back on Wednesday with a new episode. We'll be back Wednesday night with case updates, Thursday night with the Psychic Hour. But also, Tuesday night is... Oh. <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, sometime we, this sometime week. Sometime this coming week. I need we need to move the day because okay. I'm now a planning and zoning commissioner. And right. sometimes the third Tuesday has a meeting, and this month it does. Okay. So I keep forgetting to say to you when we're not recording a show, <laughs> hey, uh, we need to move the day on that. So Okay. We'll, we'll let, let you, you know. know. But uh, of course, that's for our subscription service, which is our uh, cold read party. So we'll let you know when the cold read party is going to be as soon as we know uh, so that you can plan on that. So that's what's up. All righty, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Do something good for yourself today. You deserve it. Mm -hmm. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 